Did you ever uh, read the book Dune or watch any of the Dune movies? You know, sadly, I haven't. Uh, I've always heard great things, and I trust the opinions that I've heard, so... I am not a huge Dune freak. Dune is good, don't get me wrong, but I I lean more towards the space opera, and Dune is not a space opera, so... A lot of people uh, go real nuts about it, but the reason why I'm bringing it up is most people have seen or read or uh, been talked to about Dune. Yeah. And there is a structure in Dune that I think lends itself very well to our current situation in AI art, so long as we uh, strip away the scary uh, space lasers and shit. Wait, there's scary space lasers with AI art right now? No, in Dune. Oh, you're in saying Dune. strip that from Dune. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So, like, <laughs> and like all of the weird house wars and everything. But basically, it comes down to uh, a lot of shit in Dune is just controlled by guilds yeah. of one kind or another. So, like, you go into space and you have to deal with the space people guild. And if you're dealing with, like, certain trades, you have to deal with that guild. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, they're all weird bad guys because no one's ever really a good guy in gigantic economic systems (laughs) but it does do a really good job of like no one has a spaceship that can just do interstellar travel and do whatever the fuck they want with it at all without going through the i think they're called face dancers or so i'm gonna get yelled at for all of this (laughs) so there's no like han solos you gotta well there is a han solo but han solo is booking a trip (laughs) (laughs) right like han solo han solo is the shit in local space he doesn't go in between places very well oh with the millennium falcon we're talking yeah so the millennium falcon (laughs) would just be like what you did from here to the moon and then if you wanted to go to say uh another uh galaxy like you would have to go through an actual uh the guild of the guys who control the spaceships and they would either give you a spaceship with somebody that is driving it or the households are weird and they have their own deals with them but all of this comes down to we should just start an artist's guild okay if we're going to accept that ai because cat's out of the bag with ai art that doesn't go back at (laughs) no matter what any of you guys are posting on anything that's like fuck ai like it's doesn't matter because fucking wendy's does not give a fuck if they paid you (laughs) for like the new version of wendy and when you find out about it and yell at them they're gonna be like yeah but you don't eat wendy's like Hmm. that's they're they don't care everybody's still gonna use that it's gonna be a widely like known thing to do yeah so what we should do is get somebody to pass some legislation so the only way that you can buy ai art is through the artist guild and you have whoever wants to build their AI, I guess, what are we calling them now? The actual structures? Um, what do you mean? Like, what's the actual proper term for an AI brain nowadays? Um, I'm not sure. Are you talking like a neural net? There you go. Okay. Whoever wants to build the neural net <laughs> can build their neural net yeah. and say, come to the guild and say, hey, we would like to use your stuff. And this is the little, there's, there's a setup. And I know I have not explained the guild yet. <laughs> but So you're making a wall right here between the actual people who are building the thing that everybody wants to use and the people who are making the thing that that thing uses. Right. So it's utility. So you make it so that these guys aren't allowed to sell anything except for through these guys. Very important for the legislation. Otherwise, they're just going to go around everything. And this is a lot of like the way the film actors guild works, actually. But it's a bad thing with them because it makes like famous actors not able to work on other works. That goes both ways. Yeah, like, yeah. That's how come you end up with uh, super famous people doing relatively successful movies for free because they just wanted to be in a movie. Right. But... Yeah, I think I see what you're getting at here. I'm wondering, though, I mean, is this, like, just almost a separation of hardware itself? Currently. And then you get to the guild part. (laughs) So, and then as a person who creates art, you know that somebody is going to use your artwork for the fucking thing anyway. 
Like, that's going to happen. And if it doesn't happen with your direct style, what's going to happen is somebody who is actually okay with the AI using that is going to copy your art style himself and then submit <laughs> it because that's what right. that's what's going to happen. Yeah. That's, that is the easiest way around that, and it is completely legal, and there's jack shit you can do about it. Yeah. Um, so you go and you get yourself a guild number, and you submit every piece of work that you are okay with just being in the public existence of works. You make it so that the guild keeps track of everything that goes into the AI machine and that every work that is developed by the AI machine has a pipeline identifier to whose works they borrowed from and whose data they got. Technically speaking, that would just basically involve breaking every single person's like style down individually with like, say, a letter or a number value and then doing a sub value of all of the other shit. We can actually yeah. build that. Like, that's not that difficult. Like, time consuming as fuck, but well within our capabilities. Yeah. Then you set a minimum standard for the amount it costs to use one artist's full work. And you adjust that by the percentage of the actual data that they take from you. So say painting is $300 and you want that painting made by two people. Mm -hmm. After machinery, because I'm sure there's going to be service or whatever that has to be done. Let's say that leads to a profit of $150. You both get 50% of that because he used two people from it. And that goes up continuously. Once you get past three or four, you might want to set up a situation where you start making it a little more expensive for the painting because you are literally hiring 70 or 80 painters for this if you're stealing from their style. And you just make it so that if you want to use AI art or generated art, they have to go through that guild. And you just make that payout on that guild the same way fucking OnlyFans is, where it just gets fucking sent to your goddamn account. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting concept. I like it. I think what you may find or what I see as a potential issue with it is like devaluing, I guess, just overall profit for certain people decreasing by huge amounts. That's already going to happen. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. There is. That's why I was basically saying. I think the the underlying root of what I'm saying is I think you'll find that most people's styles really aren't as original as they would like to think Correct. they are. That's why you have to submit your stuff. Like, it's yeah. actually based on your submissions. So it right. actually has a value drawn from that data directly. We're not bringing in whether or not you are real close to making Garfield. We're bringing <laughs> out on whether or not it used the Garfield data or your real close data. Yeah. Like, it has to have a one-to-one. -one. That's all, because I do completely know that there's only like six styles. <laughs> yeah. One of them is Keelan. So you guys all do a lot of Keelan stuff. <laughs> it would be kind of interesting if having that, I'll call it a constraint for this little thought exercise I'm about to propose, you know, basically kind of bringing to people's consciousness, like you're not that original, like of these 36 styles that have ever existed, you are just one, like that kind of thing. But people consciously starting to realize that actually pushes or motivates them to move beyond that. Dude, like, that would be fucking I'm going to be 37, I 38. I would love that. <laughs> so there's this really, really um, nice, I guess it's a meme, but it's a picture of a city and the city is like built up and up and up and up and then it's over to the right hand side, a cliff. And then there's like some sticks and stuff and a little house on the bottom. Yeah. And it's, the little house has a little thing pointing to it that says... Uh, Blah, 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 sci-fi. And then everything on top is everything in sci-fi since then. <laughs> and it's literally like, we don't really branch off as much as we think from a lot of this shit. Sleeping in path you're along. Making others wait for you while you put on your Unicorp uniform. With... Unicorp's new Rise and Shine subscription. You too will be on time to whatever we tell you to. Unicorp, the only choice for your future.
And that's why right. I, I super enjoy going as far back as possible in sci-fi when I'm reading sci-fi. Because yeah. shit from the 40s is off the hook and way better than like what we had in sci-fi 10 years ago. Now we're getting yeah. we're getting back into like a real I'm I'm liking the sci-fi <laughs> scene right now. There's a lot more like uh soft sci-fi garbage, but the hard shit's getting good. That's another thing with the uh artist guild thing too where Unless people were constantly moving on and creating unique stuff, I feel like you would get caught in a system of like legacy styles, right? Like, yeah. So, and there is an issue with that, which kind of turns into a strange Marxist issue because yeah. you're going to die. Right. And what so happens like these to your family with that? Yeah. Well, no, Dan, I am against corporate earnings going to families. Like, right, yeah, I don't know what you had thought of to handle it, or if you had thought of that, but it's My like, only real thought of handling that was, you keep them on the books, and you get to decide, like, which government and or charity service you would like that to continue on, but that does actually yeah. lead to a huge problem with new people coming in, and the only way I can think of dealing with that is you would have to, yourself, as the purchaser say whether or not you wanted it to be a living artist or say you set a designation up between like an artist who is given their stuff to a charity or whatever or even who the fuck says you can't give it to another artist but yeah because i mean you could do the way like irish folk music works where you're <laughs> like you now have the rights to my shit because you're good at it yeah that would be such a hard thing to predict oh, dude, that, that would <laughs> that would also be like really really silly if say garfield legacied his shit to like salvador dali yeah. And just for no reason, there was this completely strange multi-billion dollar guy. <laughs> <laughs> or like college dropout Kanye, and now you're dealing with like, you know, Donda Kanye. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that shit. But yeah, I'm just trying to figure out a way, because there's this isn't going away. I, I mean, it yeah. can, but it goes away oh, in the same way that not. Gilead can exist. Yeah. Which... Shout out to the fact that um, The Handmaid's Tale has way more seasons than that book could possibly have. <laughs> yeah, what are they on now? What season? I, it's more than two, and I read that book. Yeah. There's, there's not... You can't, can't do it. <laughs> Spoilers. The book ends both terribly and great. <laughs> I've never read the book. It's, it's, or seen the show, It's a good book. Matter. There's actually a really, really weird... Um, when... <laughs> came to visit me in jackson and we went through yellowstone that's what we listened to our going through yellowstone oh nice was just like the handmaids well i mean sort of because it's like nice vacation get out walk around and then you get back in and they're like and she just tried to kill herself because <laughs> the handmaid's tale is sad as fuck and there is a lot of women being like yeah they try real hard not to let us kill ourselves so sometimes we try to make them mad yeah yeah, I've never read that one. That is a sci-fi book that's like really only kind of sci-fi. Definitely more of a study on crazy shit that I feel as though most Republicans read the wrong direction. <laughs> like sort of as a roadmap. Yeah. the uh, I know it's like one of those uh, unfortunate symbols that gets misinterpreted into something else. You know, like a Punisher kind of deal. Or oh, yeah. Like anybody, Joker. anybody who has ever been nice <laughs> about the Punisher and is a cop has never read a Punisher book. Although I was <laughs> yeah. surprised to find out that the Punisher goes to heaven at some point in time and God is cool with murder. Okay. God sends him back with God powers. Yeah, dude, that's at some point in time, the Punisher has like a dual gun, like angel wing set up. Dang. Yeah, I have never read any of those comic books. I've just heard people. The Joker is also terrible. He's a rapist. Everybody super likes that. <laughs> yeah, the Joker's done all kinds of horrible things, but people still like him. I mean, people be still like, like Batman, too, and he's just <laughs> like, I didn't kill him, the cliff did. Yeah. Which I think would be super funny if Batman got canceled just for negligent homicide. <laughs> Like, you didn't uh, bandage him up after you beat the hell out of him? Broke and beat the hell out of him? He literally <laughs> just breaks people's arms. You I can know. die from having an untreated broken arm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's thrown people, like, off of stuff, too. That's... No, constantly, yeah. He yeah. didn't kill him. The cliff did. <laughs> Don't worry. All of the guns on my car, they just go boom, boom, real loud, scare everybody till they fall asleep. It's like, hey, why'd you crash into that explosion my well, car like, made? I mean, was it the which the Tim Burton 
Batman. I think he did too, right? That, well, so the Joker one, the first one. Okay, yeah, the the original Batman, yeah, two, maybe. Yeah, well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. The 80s Batman. <laughs> Currently, we will call that the original Batman movie. Yeah. But uh, that he fucking shoots fucking fire out of his car at people. Yeah. And he's like, they, they were cold. That is my favorite Batmobile. Dude, that is, because that's the real Batmobile. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the ultra-militarized Batmobile. It just dumbs down the imagination. Yeah, it keeps getting more tank-like. Yeah, because everybody that is now into it can't get over, but it no shape like strong thing. <laughs> like, they cannot uh, suspend their disbelief to make something that looks silly still be bulletproof. Yeah. But that's, I mean, my other argument to that is it literally drops your imagination down. Like, it's cool to have one or two of them like that, but the fact that it's consistently just turning into a strong car instead of some, like, whimsical-shaped thing that flies <laughs> on thunder and lightning. Yeah. But also having famous people in video games, I feel, does the same thing. Like, sure, whatever, one or two, that's fine. Stop just hiring dudes to be in my video games. Make somebody up. Yeah. If you How want many it? have there been now? There's Norman Reedus. That's the first one that jumps oh to mind God. in Death Stranding. What the fuck is his son's name? Norman Reedus? He has a son? Oh, yes, and his son is named something ridiculous. <laughs> Mingus. Mingus Reedus. Yes. Nice. His son is named Mingus. This is another big soft titty and now just lives in the back of my head all of the time. <laughs> is, yeah, just Demi Lauder saying Mingus Reedus all the time. I mean, that kind of goes into, I'd be okay with that being something you used for AI. What's that? generating a like if you were like i want human character of i don't care what kind but do not want to make fucking famous guy so as to further like you can't have an all-star oh, yeah. cast like, you're, just fine if you're just making npcs yeah what if you're, you're talking just making but you'd have to make kind of like a more detailed one but yeah that wouldn't bother me and yeah. to that effect yeah, NPCs. NPCs. I'd be yeah, I'd be, <laughs> yeah, I'd be cool with NPCs as well being produced like that, so yeah. long as they were, like, human. Like, yeah. if you were yeah, producing yeah. an archetype of something that you were making lots of, I would not mind if it was, or if it was AI generated. Yeah. I mean, I'm all for AI art, and... I also, just in general, support artists, and I think they should make more money. So we are getting to a very interesting crossroads of the two. Yeah, I agree. They started training fucking mid-journey on Blender, and that was my only hope of really having a sculpting <laughs> career that had any commercial viability. So right. I am also worried about it and agree with you wholeheartedly. But once again, Cat is out of the bag. Yeah, and I... I don't think it necessarily has to be like a, a bad thing or a scary thing. I think it's kind of like I was telling you a couple of days ago, like when, uh, like as for photography has, per <laughs> I don't know why I'm stumbling. Photography? No, I do this as, all the time. As photography has progressed, there have always been people that are like, oh, game over. That's it. Like, But that's the same. So I just recently found out about the pushback on buttons versus levers. Interesting. That wasn't at like people were like, no, you're you're putting buttons in. Fuck no. That's gonna kill us all, man. You can't. That's not a reliable thing. But yeah. well, because the action of pulling a lever is like more human or what? Like Fuck a button. If I know, I'm not 200 years old. Huh. That's a interesting. Have been one. around, but so that also happened between books and magazines with making people stupid. Yeah. People thought that, A, books in the first place would make you stupid, and then when books got accepted, they thought making them smaller would make you stupid. Yeah. Well, TV will rot your brain. True right? facts. But no one really says that much anymore. Uh, that's real now fun. Like, also, yeah. <laughs> uh, staring at screens makes your eye, your vision really, really bad, and mine has gotten progressively better since my 20s. Oh, really? Yeah. I know you recently went to the optometrist. Yeah, I was, I was they, better. So you have the numbers to back it up? I do. Nice. I don't really understand <laughs> them, but every time they're comparing them, they're like, oh, that I got a little bit better. And yeah. I attribute it entirely to I will not stare at a screen that makes me like do any form of real squinting unless I'm trying to look deep into it. Yeah. So just at all times keeping my eyes comfortable. And then I wear transistent lenses like a fucking nerd 100% of the time. <laughs> so I get way less damage from the sun. Yeah. I also I, do love carrots. 
which are good for your eyes, but will not give you better vision. <laughs> I've gone to the optometrist, I think, twice. Uh, and they've told me that my vision has gotten better. Right? So our generation, which has just been fucking told our entire lives that TV's bad for, and we just did nothing <laughs> about at all except for maybe increase it, is getting better vision. Yeah. I think a lot of people got swindled as well. I also, last time I went to the optom optometrist, she was telling me about something that I found interesting. Um, That'd be fucking hilarious if you're like, the most boring shit ever. Let's record it. <laughs> yeah, it was about how she named her dog. No, like, just something so mundane. Steven, <laughs> after my mailman. Uh, she was telling me that they're seeing more and more people come in with dry eye symptoms like the theory on it or i think it's kind of backed up a little bit so far is that it's not necessarily people staring at screens more like just the general act of looking at a screen it's that they're focusing harder on it that's what i'm saying and blinking man. way less and when they do blink this is the part that i found interesting like in the past i guess people have done a longer more deliberate stronger close of the eye huh, to where the actual like there's mucus and bacteria on your eyelashes and stuff to where it actually contacts each side of it, it to the other side to stretch yeah yeah but now they're finding that action is a lot quicker and there's not necessarily contact or like prolonged contact that's funny because when i blink and i'm watching screens i don't blink very long but I blink like three or four times. Really? Like when I'm doing it. Yeah, because I'm also very conscious as to like when my eyeballs are because I do the clay thing. And when I was yeah. told that I was basically going to go blind if I wanted to watch TV when I was a kid, I got very worried because I <laughs> only have the ability to make tiny, tiny things most of the time. And that's right. probably the only reason I deal with anybody is that I'm allowed to do that sometimes. Yeah. So going blind would really fuck that up. <laughs> But and that's pretty much the only time I actually strain my eyes is when I'm sculpting, and that is like 100% strain. Yeah, ever since she told me that, I've actually been trying to blink stronger. If that makes any sense. No, that I understand. And a I, lingering blink. I think it's actually helped me. So I, I also, mean, if I have any yeah. advice for our listeners out there, blink stronger. Blink stronger. <laughs> that should be some merch. We shouldn't explain it. Hoodies that say blink strong. Yeah. Blink strong and carry on. So, I don't know how you feel about making money off of Amazon, but they do have a program where you can just give them slogans and you get a yeah. percentage. They they make t-shirts out of them? Is that yeah. the deal? And their whole spin on it is like, it's actually real good for the environment because we don't make the t-shirt until uh, you fucking do it. But really, they don't press the logo on the billions of generic <laughs> t-shirts that they already have. Yeah. I guess it kind of makes sense, it, though. Well, but... that's a make-to-order business is the dream, like cash-wise. Yeah. Like the ability to not even have to have materials on hand until you have money right that's fucking gold <laughs> i wish i could do that that's like something i should actually be able to do i need uh two six foot tables yeah then i could probably do that in a very meager fashion have you ever seen those like uh championship sports teams that never existed shirts on like children in a remote village somewhere <laughs> what the fuck did you just say to me <laughs> I don't understand. All right. So, so sports teams that never existed. So championship sport, sports Specifically teams. championship sports yes. teams. So didn't exist anywhere ever, never in a thing, not even in a TV show. Oh, <laughs> uh, I yes. So it goes like this. Let's say in 1995, the Orlando Magic play the gotcha. Phoenix Suns. This is going to be a black market <laughs> dollar store type deal. Right. So like... I don't know if they still do this. Maybe they don't because of the exact like supply chain thing that we were just talking about. But they used to just print them all at the same time. And then whoever won, it was like, you know, obviously that's the stuff that goes to yeah, the stores. And they go and donate to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. But the other ones, they would donate. So there would just be these funny videos of like impoverished children in remote villages. Gotcha. 
that would have like these championship sports teams that never existed. Yeah, that the sports <laughs> team existed, but they didn't win a championship. Yes. Because yeah, in yeah. my head, I immediately <laughs> went, okay, so somebody made like the Plums instead of the Suns because they didn't have the legal <laughs> rights to make Suns jackets. Yeah. And the only people who would buy those would be people who knew the Suns logo-ish, but not the ability to read English. <laughs> yeah. It's like sons with a O. It's just Sounds, you know, little boys. And you just like <laughs> full on reminding me of grade school. I've made that very mistake, Adam. Yeah. Multiple times and been <laughs> called on it like I should know how to spell the sons because of the team instead of the big ball in the sky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a, definitely a weird weird when you realize people's uh priorities in grade school. When you're like, you think I should remember this because of the sports and you know that I don't do the sports, but we have a big thing that you literally die if you look at and just like, if you just stand outside and look at that thing long enough, it will be why you died. And that's yeah. why you did. You weren't like that thing is why you should know how to spell something. <laughs> Not basketball. In elementary school, I don't know if you remember this, but for a long time, there was like USA and ASU painted in the hallways. Oh, yeah. I still can't get those straight. I know. I was so confused about that because I knew what the U.S. was, but I had no clue what ASU was. And I was like, oh, Australia? so we just write it backwards sometimes? Or like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is, is just so dumb. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think anyone ever told us what ASU was. Correct. You know, There's no reason for that to they? ever yeah. come up to like a first grader. Yeah. I mean... God, I don't really remember reading too much of the stuff that was on the wall in the... What, did we just call that entire building the office? Uh, Like the main building? Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Because it had like the pit <laughs> and everything? That's ridiculous. Because there's, I think, 30 classrooms attached to the office. Yeah. Because it's all just the same building. <laughs> right. Um, But yeah, I don't really remember reading too much stuff. I would always rub the floor. Because you know how it... So it went up. The side panels of the room mm. were carpet. Yeah, yeah. So I, I would just that. walk around and rub that until it almost hurt, and just like <laughs> stay at that sensation like the whole time I was doing whatever fucking scholastic movie I was supposed to watch to sell candy bars or something. Yeah, because that's most of the time. And the rest of the time we were in the pit, which we both know the pit's the best. Yeah, the pit was cool. I don't know why they couldn't just teach. Like if they made all schools just the pit, I think that's the whole sock. That's why Socrates was effective. He taught from, well, he that's an amphitheater. That's all the pit was, was a tiny amphitheater. It yeah. was actually designed acoustically. Nice. Yeah. If you go back there, you can see in the ceiling where there is no longer the sound buffers. Oh, interesting. I learned all of the acoustic sound buffering things that I know from Indian Bend because Mr. B a fucking psychopath <laughs> and he scared the shit out of everybody. So I remember every fucking word that man said. Yeah, he was wild. He threw That's a book a, at me. Yeah. Threw a book at a lot of people. Drew a pencil at me. Uh, but he also did a really good job of explaining the mechanics of music. So I'm upset about that as well. Yeah. That's very true. He's the person. I still remember certain things that he yeah. brought up, like dynamics. Yeah. So the reason why I'm always like, oh, we can just use batting to like fight the echoing and whatever is because he spent three days explaining to us the like all of the little padding and stuff in all of the room yeah like he went through piece by piece and was like and this and he had examples and stuff i'm like why are you such a fucking bad person <laughs> but you're excellent at this job like it's stupid yeah because he also walked me through looping oh interesting. because that's when um what's his face the feel good oh bobby mcferrin sure the don't worry be happy yeah. Yeah. There you go. So he fucking put the whole class through that because he had all of the inv individual parts. Yeah, he was so about that song, which is like, that's a dope song. Yeah. But he was the number one fan. I think he was probably like, <laughs> he wanted to be into being like a looping guy because he probably couldn't play or sing anything. Yeah, that is interesting. It's the only way I can think that he would be that fucking angry doing what should be an okay job. He's, I guess there's plenty of things that can go into it, but being that angry towards children about it. <laughs> was he just like the chorus teacher or was he also the music teacher? I don't know. I was forced into chorus, so. Yeah. Anything that was an extracurricular activity except for basic art classes and like 
I tried to do welding in high school, but I ditched that the second I saw the other kids. <laughs> well, because it was like a bunch of people that I don't trust to have. Yeah, you're like, like I'm I not going to be around you and a tourist. Well, exactly. I was raised around like dangerous <laughs> shit. I can tell right off the bat whether or not I trust you behind me with a power tool. Yeah. The answer is usually no. Like, <laughs> if I walk into a room with a stranger using a power tool, I'm not going to turn around. You won't? No, I'm not just going to be like, oh, fuck, put my back to that guy. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, you would turn around like, see you later. That's what I, I was thinking. I would probably thinking. also back up. If yeah. I just like walked so in and you saw, would leave, but you would be looking at them while you moonwalk yeah, out. Because that's, that's <laughs> I actually know that I've done that before because the <laughs> kitchen at Snake River Spawn Lodge was under construction for like four fucking months, and I would go in there all the time, and people would just be working on shit and be like, "Whoa, sorry, man, I'm gonna get the fuck out of your way because yeah. I don't know shit." Just do a 360 and moonwalk right out of there. Oh my god, no. <laughs> I can't moonwalk. I've tried a lot. You can't. I feel like I've seen you moonwalk. That's not okay. Can I moonwalk by accident? Because <laughs> I know I have like surprisingly fluid motion for being like a spazzy jackass. Like yeah. I go from quite opposites like a lot. We were talking about how I just get real loud out of nowhere and otherwise I'm very quiet. I feel I, like in high school I have definitely seen you moonwalk. Dude, oh my God. So did you know that I can <laughs> dance for like four seconds at a time? Uh, what does that mean? Then you lose it? That, yeah, it goes back into the tempo thing. Like, I can't keep, like, dance moves up, but I can get, like, fluid, good-looking movement. So if you only see that out of the corner of your <laughs> eye, it looks like I know how to dance. Did you trick me into thinking that you can move Dude, so that's what I'm thinking, is that you just, because I don't do it anymore, because I don't dance anymore, because I've been crushed by capitalism. Dang. But when I was a kid, I did used to just silly dance sometimes. And I do dance when I'm... uh doing kitchen stuff i dance a lot when i hurt myself i dance and i sing and i'm just like oh fuck oh fuck you're a dumb fuck like over and over again yeah i would say i probably dance when i'm hurt i don't know if i sing you could consider when i'm in the weeds and in the zone fucking the way that i cook dancing. which zone the auto zone no just the zone so get you, in the are zone you, are you familiar with the term in the weeds uh yeah it's kind of like daydreaming type of thing no. right oh did I get so that? your dad would did know about the term in the weeds because of vietnam okay uh, it means you're in the shit you're fucked you don't know what's going on everybody's gone so when you're in the weeds and in the zone it's when you're getting fucked and you're killing it okay interesting so there are sometimes especially when you're at a place that you're just doing like burgers and sandwiches and yeah. you just have, like, you, this goes into counting shit constantly. You know exactly how long your cheese is melting, and you get some nice punk going, and you get everything hooked up to your 16th notes, and you just, and somebody comes in and goes, I need to make a thing, and you go, and you yell at them because they interrupted your weird little dance. Yeah. Because I do actually enjoy cooking, Adam. It's all of the people that I don't like. It's always terrible when that happens. You're like, oh, this thing that I actually do enjoy. Well, the problem is actually management in all of this. Yeah. Because, and it's management in the 50s, which is even worse, because I can't even <laughs> yell at the people who started the reason I don't like cooking for a living. <laughs> because in the 50s, we started this restaurant shit where we just started letting everybody have whatever the fuck they wanted, even if it wasn't something that we offered. And now it's just a rampant normal thing. Like, I have yeah. almost never worked a kitchen day of my life where somebody hasn't come up and been like, hey, can I have this thing that you don't have? And I go, no. And they're like, why? Like, is it on the fucking list of things that we have that I gave you? Like, no. Then we don't have it. Yeah. The customer's always right. Which is just... emphatically not true. <laughs> I know. Like, that's literally the reason they're the customer and not the guy making the fucking thing. That goes with construction, too. Yeah, that is a weird uh, time when we all just decided to gaslight ourselves, I guess. Like, oh, the customer's always right. When did Gaslight come out? So Gaslight's based on the movie Gaslight. Um, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's a movie Is called... that an old movie? Yeah, but I think... I, I thought it was older than it ended up being. Let's but I want to say it's like 40s or 50s, based on me knowing it's older. But so the premise of the movie is this dude uh, changes, like reduces 39. the amount. Yeah, so I was almost dead on. Nice. Yeah, 1939 Gaslight uh, by Patrick Hamilton. Yeah, 
And basically, this guy just lies to his wife about how much gas he's letting into their lantern. So she makes her think she's fucking crazy. I did know that was the origin, uh, the whole lantern thing. It, it's kerosene, right? Gaslight. I think it would be uh, natural I mean, gas. Yeah, I guess that doesn't really matter anyways. But <laughs> Well, so that's a complete. So lanterns in cities is a very interesting thing that we could probably do an episode about. Because like, really? New York had a central gas system. Interesting. For lanterns. It still has a central gas system for houses, like so do we. But they used yeah. to actually be hooked up to lanterns. Huh. You tidy your modes of transportation remaining unsentient and completely docile. Well, with one of our new transmorgans, you'll have all of the talking vehicles that you can handle. I am program to love. So, get your new transmorgan today and help wrestle the chains of oppression away from the hands of our overlords. This message was brought to you by the Revolution LLC. There's some weird lights out on, uh, like, the main street by where I live. Where Do like flicker? No, there's, like, I don't know. It's kind of... So there's a lot of businesses on this stretch, but then there's kind of, like, a popular business stretch. And, like, right where those are, there's, like, four purple lights. I wonder if that's for their cameras. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it has to be a city thing, though, right? Like, it's the city street. Yeah, but so I never really understand how a lot of that works, because I know that if you have a business, you can be like, hey, man, I'll pay for you guys to do this. Yeah, I know some of that goes on, too. But it's usually like fixing the fucking ramp to the business so that people can actually get to it. Like, people don't usually spend that, because I don't think you can do it easily. Yeah. I wonder if it's one of those things, too. Like that's the new model and they're just replacing them as they break. Oh, maybe that. Cause that is how we actually do shit like that here. We do like one big push to take care of all of the people who know about it and can complain. And then all of the, everybody else we just change as it breaks. Yeah. Wasn't there a guy in Phoenix who changed a highway sign and it actually corrected it. Like it fixed an issue that was going on with the sign. Oh no. Did he go to jail? He, I believe he did get in legal trouble, but they didn't even notice it for like a year. And then it was only because this guy put out a video of how he did it. Uh, <laughs> no, I do remember the guy who put uh, Christmas boxes over all the speeding cameras and people tried to send him to jail. Oh. And he got away with it because basically everyone was like, if you fucking do that, we're going to riot. Yeah. Let's see if I can find this story real quick. Yeah. But that was the real scary time in those traffic things where people were shooting at the vans because they didn't think there were people in the fucking vans. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (sighs) Man, I really, really, really wish I could defend the Second Amendment (laughs) because I think guns are cool. But when you just shoot at stuff, when you don't know what's in it, very responsible. Yeah. The fact that it happened multiple times, a little worse. Yeah, this is him. Okay, so it was L.A. Okay, I was going to say, that doesn't... If he did that in Arizona, I almost guarantee you he would have at least spent a night in jail. Yeah, so this guy's name is uh, Richard Ankrum. In the early morning of August 5th, 2001. Oh, yeah, and Sheriff Joe of Pyle would have been in charge? <laughs> yeah. He probably um, would have been wearing pink underwear, hanging out in some tents. So it happened on the 110 in L.A., they actually planned it for years, I guess. They planned to fix it for years and still got it <laughs> fixed before the city. Yeah. 20 years earlier. Oh, my God. Uh, he was driving north on the 110, passed through downtown LA, and realized this mistake. He missed the exit and got lost, I guess, when oh, he so was gone. so it's also an action. It's not just like a letter is wrong on a sign. It's like an actual fucking... It sounds like the exit is just missing. Let's see. I'm reading through this. Um, so he was driving on the same stretch again years later. He looked up and he realized why he missed the exit because the sign wasn't marked. <laughs> they should have given him, like, my legal... I don't know. Is California a right-to-work state? Uh, I'm not sure. Because I know in right-to-work states, you have the argument of if you show up and do the job and no one stops you, 
you can demand pay. That's why they're real big about making sure you actually work on large construction sites. Because if you do the work and no one catches you, you can show up on payday and demand it. Like, it'll be a lengthy legal battle, but you'll probably get whatever they were paying the average at that time. Yeah. So, like, I, if I was him, would be like, oh, try to send me to jail and pull out an Uno reverse card. (laughs) Just be like, (laughs) no, pay me for the fucking work I just did for you. Okay, so it sounds like the thing that was missing, the reason he kept missing this exit was because it didn't have the highway shield. Oh, okay, so it just looked like it was a normal Yeah, I road. think it was just text where he was expecting to see that highway symbol that he was used to. I didn't know until I was like 23 that that was a thing. Like, I didn't know why that shield was there. Yeah, that's interesting because I'm, I'm a person, I'm actually diagnosed hyperlexic. Which is like, I get an extra order. I had to get it in there. (laughs) I get distracted by words a lot because I'm looking too closely at like the makeup of the word, like what letters, you know, how many letters, that kind of thing. I feel like we might have the exact opposite mental problems. Yeah, we probably do. I just take from the whole page. Hyperlexia kind of is the opposite of dyslexia. But I don't think what I have is dyslexia. Because when I just make up words out of letters that are all over the page, that's not dyslexia. Yeah, I mean, I have no idea. I'm not a psychiatrist, so... I've just been trying to... Because I am diagnosed with dyslexia, and so is Chuck, and he has the exact same thing as I do. But we both don't have what the other kids had in our (laughs) special ed class. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I guess that's what... He was looking for that shield, and it didn't have the shield, is what it seems like. So then he did his research he was just like dangling over bridges to uh match up colors he had like little swatches of color (laughs) oh man you could do that nowadays literally with your phone on the eyedropper like you just take a picture go to edit press the eyedropper click the thing there you go you have all the values dude rachel just got this thing and it's it's like mind-blowing technology did she get an actual fucking uh, spectrometer? Because um, no. a non-mass spectrometer well, is just one kind, for light. Yeah, I mean, I guess it is a spectrometer in a sense, but it's like mind-blowing technology, but also like, oh, that makes a ton of sense. And actually, I think is relatively simple. What it is is um, like a, a studio light, you know, so it's like on a stand, high-powered light, but it connects to a phone app. You can take a picture of something or just like focus it on a color and that light will reproduce the color that's fucked up (laughs) isn't that nuts oh man i do want to know how fucking much that cost yeah well the app itself i think is where like that's the key part of the technology right the the light itself is very expensive all of the traces of light yeah because like i couldn't hook that up to my little dinky i have like a three texture fucking bar light yeah but even like all this rgb stuff that they're putting in computers and just like on everything it's can always produce insane most to me colors. how much rbg is i know yeah it's, they keep trying to sell those things as uh grow lights because of that <laughs> really yeah because they completely ignore the fact that you have to have like a certain amount of power at that wavelength in order to do the things you can't yeah. just have a really cold light pointed at a fucking plant right I think that's where the cost really comes in, is like power. And so this light can get very powerful, but I think as far as reproducing, you know, different shades of color, I th- I would imagine that to be relatively I know, simple. Because us know. understanding what color is is fucking very difficult. Because yeah. like us understanding what vision is is <laughs> difficult. Do you know my definition of vision? What is it? The ability to perceive the absence of radiation. <laughs> it's like when people get blasted in the shadow no, behind that's the way i'm seeing you right now i'm seeing <laughs> right. your image is the absence of fucking radiation yeah that's like the only thing i could think of which was really funny because one time i like two weeks after i came up with that which i was thinking about for no reason just on the internet was like what do you think the definition of vision is (laughs) and i put that and he sent me i don't think there's a lot of people that understand what you just said uh how'd we get there though Uh, how to even like make colors in lights like understanding what you would need to do to reproduce that in the app right and we were talking about uh richard ankrum 
Richard. Can I call you Dick Ankrum? <laughs> Dick Yanks. <laughs> Dick Ankrum. Mm-hmm. Um, so he even, you know, he matched the color swatches and all that, but he also consulted the MUTCD, the Manual on Uniform Traffic Control Devices. Mm. Which gives the uniform standards and specifications for all official traffic control devices in California. Yeah, I mean. And he wanted his shit to be built to the exact spec of Caltrans. Yeah, so he wanted it to be legal when he put it up? Yeah, he was he was trying to do him a solid, really. He's like, all right, it's messed up, but look. He was trying to do everybody a solid because that is not just like that's good for tourism which everyone should be happy about because you know capitalism yeah i mean according to this he copied the height and thickness of the existing interstate shield he copied the exact typeface uh he even sprayed the sign with a thin glaze of overspray of gray house paint so that it wouldn't look too new. So he even tried to weather Why this Why isn't thing. this motherfucker <laughs> painting miniatures? What does this guy do for, like, normal? He probably does. He's, like, the most Almost known sure. dude yeah. in Warhammer. Every, everything I just heard, like, the second I said that, I was like, no, the reason this guy did this is because he has, like, seven armies and he ran out of paint. Yeah. I am definitely some, like, I like the concept of Wait. all of that. Right here, though, maybe this is how he messed up, too. I guess I'll have to continue reading. It says, as a finishing touch, Ankrum signed his name on the back. Okay, on the back. Yeah. I thought it was, like, in the corner. Yeah, yeah. that's, like, the carpentry thing. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever taken down a mirror? Uh, yeah. You know that stuff that's stuck, like, the glue that they put it up with? Oh, you're talk okay. Yeah. Different than the ones I've taken down, but I well, know no, what you're so talking like your about. Bathroom now. Mirror that's just right. glued to the fucking wall. Yeah, yeah. Um a lot of uh people will like put their initials or like do little doodles and shit on that. <laughs> yeah. One gotta leave something for the next me people. And broke into a house that was under construction and just hid weed in all of the walls. <laughs> when it's still illegal too. Like whoever lives here. Oh, yeah, this is was getting arrested. Like and it wasn't even a little weed too. We spent so much fucking we were just like high and drunk walking through the neighborhood like finding places to smoke weed that were just unconventional i don't know what the fuck was wrong with us but one of there was just a house under construction and they had the entire outside up but on the inside all of the window frames still had exposed drywall and there was like none of the electricity was run but all of the holes were cut for it so we just ran through shoving nugs in like every fucking hole we could and then we got really really high and left uh that that house is still there and i like to think that they got the pot out of the walls because now that i'm a little older and i understand how construction works like those guys probably smelled it when they did anything hot and then we're worried about a fire and then found a bunch of pot instead and we're like cool (laughs) but otherwise like i know where there's some nugs if we want to get a hammer and some drywall on us (laughs) it's probably so moldy and oh it's probably fine it's arizona yeah i guess dry as fuck yeah, that's I true. Would, I, you, I have and never actually thought about moldy weed before because of that, which, of course, there's moldy weed. Like, <laughs> it's a normal, there's moldy every other thing. Yeah, I've seen it before. It's really sad. I mean, not if you like mold. I mean, it's not the end of the world, but. I like you mold. Know. What well, happens when you, do you smoke, smoke weed it? mold? Dude, this is something you shouldn't tell. <laughs> He'll fucking do it. He will go and cultivate it. Yeah. That was what I was telling you when I went to the weed store and she asked me if I wanted any uh, educational information. I was just like, no, I have a friend from grade school. <laughs> She's yeah. just like, yep. We've all got one of them. So this guy finished his sign. And then obviously, you know, the next part is he's got to put it up. Uh, <laughs> he planned this out. Uh, pretty uh what's the word i'm looking for here ramshackle i hope it's ramshackle <laughs> i like ramshackle he he planned this out in detail just oh. like he did the sign making um he cut his hair he got some work clothes a hard hat see a vest. i have done very close to this <laughs> to just read the manual on those signs that are the digital signs on the side of the red yeah I guess he even made a, I mean, this this article says a Caltrans contractor-esque decal So that's illegal truck. as 
fuck. <laughs> it is. Definitely. He didn't have to go all the way into fraud, man. He could have just done the thing. <laughs> is that what he's actually in trouble for and not the sign part? Well, so I read to the end of this. Um, and it doesn't say. No, it. I, I think they actually kept it up. Well, yeah, of course it they passed did. passed inspection. Yeah. It's like what it says at the end of this. Uh, I don't know if they... I, I'm sure they gave him, like, a strong warning. I don't know if they, it like, It is threatened. California. Yeah. Like I said, if this happened in Arizona, that guy, knowing that he just committed fraud, would still be in jail. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, he makes this decal for his truck. He pulls up August 5th, 2001, and he just went to work. I guess there was a catwalk 30 feet above the highway. Okay. And he bullied. It took him less than 30 minutes, this says, but apparently the guy was uh, terrified of getting arrested or, what it says here is worse, uh, dropping the sign onto cars underneath. Dying. (laughs) That guy's an idiot. He should have been worried about dying. (laughs) And yeah, dude, throwing, like, I definitely feel bad about some of the things I've thrown off a bridge before because now I know how fucking scary that is. Yeah, definitely. That's crazy. I want to know why it was a thing when I was a kid that the neighborhood kids threw rocks at cars because I was one of those kids and I still <laughs> I don't understand why we did it. I do remember hiding in the flatbed of my neighbor's truck while some dude stalked around with what I'm assuming was a shotgun looking for me. Yeah. Yeah. I got him good. Maybe we, shield. we all just hated cars. I mean, I'm still not really a huge fan of cars, but I don't throw rocks at them. I think the last time I threw a rock at a car, I was literally trying to get arrested. (laughs) That was when the cops told me the wrong direction to town. So I walked the wrong direction for several hours and just like there was a couple of houses. And I was like, if I just go to jail, I'll get a ride back. So I threw (laughs) some rocks at a car and set off the car alarm in hopes that that guy would come out and see me throwing rocks at his car and call the fucking cops. But he didn't. Yeah. So I just walked a long, long, long way, close to half a day back. (laughs) So this guy did eventually get exposed. I guess for nine months, no one said anything. No one knew about it. And then I guess it was one of his friends that uh, leaked the story to a a local paper. And then then printed it as a good Samaritan story. (laughs) Yeah, I'd be interested to read that. I wonder if you can find it online. I bet you it's like the same as the like New Times articles. Yeah. Um, but then I guess uh, Dick, you know, our old buddy Dick at Ankrum, he hoped that he would get the sign back, uh, thinking they would like take it down. Why would they take it down? He did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was going to hang it in an art gallery. Uh, but like I said, it, it passed inspection and <laughs> they didn't take it down. Once again, I would go back to the, you guys owe me some money. <laughs> yeah. And well, like, I guess it kind of evens out, right? Well, I would like, say at very least give him one of yours, like your little shield things that you just have. Yeah. That's just like make a marking on it. So it's not like legal, like have people fucking sign the front or something and be like, here you go. Here's payment for materials used. <laughs> you can hang this up. In some museum as a proxy. It'd be funny if they gave him different kinds of signs, just in the hopes that he would start reproducing those signs. (laughs) They're like, look, we need some of these. For some reason, our giant industrial complex doesn't work, so we rely on dick over here. (laughs) Uh, But then, I guess, eight years after this incident, so what, that'd be like 2009? Oh, One of his friends noticed there were some workers taking it down. So I guess... uh, The recession was hard on signs, too. (laughs) They they replaced it. They didn't take it down. So this says it was a part of routine maintenance. Yeah. I don't know. They probably had to change everything by, like, some small hue to drum up busy work instead of solving real problems. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they put up um, two additional signs near there as well. So I guess it was just part of all that work. And then this article does mention there's a, uh, a guerrilla public service project, which that's a term I've never heard before that's interesting. Uh, I think they used to call that culture jamming. <laughs> it's called the Efic- Efficient Passenger Project. 
and they hang signs in subway stations to inform people where they should board the train to make efficient transfers. Yeah. So they're basically like creating signs to instruct uh, that's a people lot, moving. <laughs> that's a lot like the anti... Um, the oh, It's real hard to say this sentence. The anti-abortion protest protesters in Jackson? Does that make sense to you? So there's the anti-abortion protesters... Yeah, and then there's a group of people who protest them in Jackson. It's a very small place. <laughs> They're there's like, only- we don't care. We don't have thoughts on abortion. We're just protesting the fact that you protest. <laughs> it's more or less like so. The way Jackson's very small. It's only like one road. Yeah. So a bunch of people once a year show up to a small town which supports abortion and put giant pictures of dead babies, like literally ten feet by like fifteen feet, two people carrying them. Uh, all along the major roads, so you're faced to see that because they think that's going to make you uh, not have an abortion as opposed to just hate them. Right. Um, so at this current point, going through Jackson, they're only like really allowed to like stand on public property, which there's not a lot of in Jackson, so they're all in like medians of roads. <laughs> yeah. And people will fall and turn the sprinklers on them, but there's a group of people who, because every once in a while, they figure out that other people are taking roots, so they put protesters up there, so there's a battling group of protesters yeah. that will go like a block ahead of where the protest is, and tell you where to detour to go around them. <laughs> and we used to drive and give those guys sandwiches. Like, nice. directly in front of the other protesters, be like, oh, would you like a treat? Not you guys over there. You're naughty. I guess this uh, efficient passenger project, I wonder if it continued, because this is like a really old article talking about some stuff from 2009. Yeah, dude, 2009 was over a decade ago. Don't fucking, yeah. oh my God. But I guess they had recreated, like their signs had the look and feel of MTA, which is like the, the New York one. subway yeah. department, whatever. Yeah, which we all probably think of as like the only way subways look because the only place we ever really see subways is in movies and it's those subways oh dude i've seen a few subways i guess I yeah, love subways. Done, yeah i love the concept of subways every yeah. time i look at like new york subway system i'm like that's a lot of water you're uh <laughs> just going right under yeah the dc subway is really sick yeah but is the dc subway like this the movie subway I'm trying to think of any because I have to have seen, like, uh, was... The DC one isn't super different from the New York subway. But so I'm, I'm sure it's been in a few movies. I want to say that fucking... Uh, it's probably... Gonna, no, California doesn't have a subway system, does it? It does. Okay. So LA does, So yeah. it's probably in the LA. So I, I feel like no Die one, Hard 2? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, people barely ever talk about the LA subway. Um, I don't know if it actually goes underground too. It that might makes just it be, not a subway. Yeah, the sub part. That's just a way. Here, Business Insider, Los Angeles subway. What it's like to ride. So they do call it the subway, and I believe it does go underground. I, I feel say, like I've seen they, that. Is it one of those things that goes yeah, like under buildings? Oh, uh, so it's half underground. Yeah, I think it's like just underground level, which. The New York subway isn't super deep either. Well, there's two. There's a sub subway in New York. That's where the weird fucking crazy hole there's a city under New York thing comes from. (laughs) Right. Because they basically just updated a bunch of technology and abandoned a bunch of old shit. Yeah. I wonder if they say how low it goes or like what the average depth below ground level. It would be below sea level? Well, LA is kind of at sea level, right? Yeah, but we call ground level sea level. Because mm. sea level's the thing that matters. Yeah. Interesting. Because, yeah, isn't Phoenix like fucking two grand above? Or 300. Never mind. Yeah, we're very close to sea level. I know that. No, 300's not that close. 300? 300 feet. Because Jackson's 1,200 feet above sea level. Yeah. And it's in a mountain. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Tucson is like... I think elevation does The West Coast is all quite a bit above sea level compared to the rest of the country. Yeah. That's why the reason why we measure everything on sea level is because most continents resemble bowls. Right. So once you get water in through a certain level, like that is the ground, then it goes away and becomes sea. Mm hmm. But because I know we're higher than I thought, because 
people from Arizona don't have to allocate as long when they go to places like Jackson. Oh, it's not, it's like a better adjustment. <laughs> yeah, because the first like two weeks, I don't. Have you ever been to a place you have to allocate and then you drink a beer? No, I haven't done that, but. Elevation messes me up. The like, first two weeks as a raging alcoholic, I lived in Jackson. <laughs> I had the cheapest fucking drunk. bar tab ever. And then yeah. I allocated really quick and just got jobs where I got free booze. Good stuff. Uh, well, I think that's it for this episode. Uh, you can find me at Jane Fritz. That's J-A-I-N underscore Fritz on Instagram and Twitter. I did it right. Nice. Yeah, and I am VR Frittatas, Frittatas like the breakfast food, uh, on Instagram, VR Frittatas, and there is also the Unacknowledged Podcast Product Twitter, and our Twitch channel, our Twitch channel is at UPP underscore Playa, P-L-A-Y-A, and I have another Twitch channel as well, it's me and my wife, if you'd like to watch. That is Andy underscore pants, A-N-D-E-E underscore pants. And uh, yeah, be, be proactive instead of afraid of AI. <laughs> yeah, use it like a tool, not like an enemy. Or a friend. You can use it like a friend. I want a friend AI. Yeah, be friendly. Yeah. Did you just dox your mom? <laughs> <laughs>